Hey, it's Taryn Guy, and welcome to episode one of Lucid Living. On this episode, I am talking to Tracy G from Sway in the Morning, and we're diving into purpose and personal freedom talk, along with some of her personal testimony on her celibacy cleanse and anything else you can imagine in between. We're also discussing her new affirmations EP, Love, Light, and That Good Shit, and what makes it different from the typical vision board. Stay tuned. This is an episode you won't want to miss. I remember I woke up in my dream and being completely aware with a new sense of clarity and instantly knowing that everything around me was just an illusion. I think the same philosophy equally applies to our so-called waking lives. Lucid Lucid living. living. I am super excited about today's episode. We have a very special guest with us here today. You may know her from Sway in the Morning. She is an amazing journalist. Uh, She is an edutainer. She likes that. She doesn't like personality. (laughs) And she is founder of She's Beauty and the Beast. She is Tracy G. Hey. Oh hey. my gosh. It's always weird like hearing an intro cuz you, <laughs> you've lived with yourself for so long and the only thing that you call yourself is your name. And you're like, "Oh shoot. There are these other branches." Yeah, that there's come. these other moving parts. Yeah, with the trunk of who I am. Yes, so. and you are tr- you I consider you a freedom, a fellow freedom activist. Absolutely. Yes. Come on. Very transparent. Fully self-owned everything yeah all of that trying I don't know if I'm fully self-owned because I don't want to get to a point where I feel like I've conquered this I've fully like reached the mountaintop or Mm -hmm. whatever Um, but I think that I'm fully committed to going down the path of being fully owned and this this is why you're here because (laughs) you are so self-aware that it's ridiculous But you know what? That's also my own insurance, like just to keep it all the way funky here. So if I fall flat on my face in front of somebody or if someone randomly sees my underwear in an office, (laughs) then I can be like, I told you I wasn't perfect. There we go. (laughs) But um, let's start with She's Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Who is she? Okay. Well, we could take this a number of ways. I'll give you a very literal non-flowery and deep way. Mm -hmm. I was listening to um, one of Drake's very many, many, many singles. I can't remember the title of this one. But he says, um, she's beauty and the beast lord. Something like that, right? And I loved that dichotomy. I'm obsessed with like dualities and things that just seem like they're on opposite ends, but somehow they just like Mm -hmm. gel together to make something dope. And that always was in the back of my mind. And initially, as I started off, this is going to be the freak. We're about to take the scenic route. But I'm going to zip into the freeway in a second. All right. Anyways, so initially, that was my Tumblr. I was like, oh, I love that. That's me. I'm right in the intersection of those two things. Um, so that was my Tumblr. And it was the seed that I had planted in my subconscious because I was just always using that as my default description for myself, mm. right? Then it became, I said, you know what? There's something more I should do with this because... I feel like people more easily digest uh, digest others by just giving them one layer, right? One yeah. dimension. But we're multi-dimensional. Absolutely. Um, and I think it becomes a bit more of a challenge to own all those different levels of yourself as a woman because people can't really understand it 
thoroughly. Mm -hmm. And if they see a side of you um, twerking for one night, all of a sudden you are the twerker for life. You know what I mean? If they see you in church one Sunday, all of a sudden you are a saint for life. So it just sways from one basket to the next. Right. It's never simultaneous. As if we're not capable of doing that. Right. Like my legs are crossed and I'm speaking and I'm playing off my hair all at the same time. Look guys, it's not magic. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, so then I said maybe this should be an interview series. So I started doing that for a bit and I liked it. I had some really, really rich, flavorful conversations with um, two women that I initially started. But I, I don't know, something felt like it's going to go a different route. Yeah. It's going to go a different route. Pause. I just, you know, felt something, but I didn't see a complete picture. But I had patience. Sometimes you're not supposed to see that full picture in order to take that next step, that small step. Right? Because yeah. faith is all about trusting without seeing so that's so true yeah so that's exactly what i did mm. i trusted without seeing i've always been uh well okay i've always had an insatiable curiosity for how human beings work <laughs> that's how i started off very very early um was a kid that just felt like damn i can't wait to get rid of this child body so that these adults understand that my freaking yo ideas have did value you, like did you really think that word up dude because my parents forgot this is gonna make sense we're gonna tie it back to your question yeah but yeah. my parents would they forgot to teach me respect your elders so not that okay not that i was out here cursing out people's grandmothers and shit yeah yeah i wasn't doing that but i didn't get a sense of authority i didn't see things through like a lens of a totem pole or whatever. I was yeah. just like, if I feel this way and I have proof or if I feel like I'm doing something correctly and you've got it twisted, I should be able to express that. You should receive it and it shouldn't matter that I'm like four foot three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyway, so I was always analyzing things for at a really, really early age. Yeah. Um, so it started off with curiosity and then it went into self-awareness mm -hmm. and trying to understand, well, asking myself, do I actually consent to the ideas that my parents have put in my head, other people? Oh, wait, that's that's literally like a switch on to self-awareness to ask yourself that question. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, huge. How old were you around that time where you actually... I'll tell you. Um, okay, so the question first came, but I was kind of uncomfortable with answering it. Yeah. But it first came when I was in middle school, eighth grade, so or seventh grade. How old yeah, are you in eighth grade? about 14. 12? Oh, I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> See, Shout out to the 12-year-olds in eighth grade. You, Holla. <laughs> you are definitely just an old soul. You have been here a million times, all right? But Let's it's just from, put that. It's from being bisexual. Okay. That makes you start asking things. And when I was 12, I had never heard of the term bisexual, mm -hmm. but I got caught looking at a girl's ass. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love you. I don't know what this is, but you know I'm you were saying that yo, to yourself. Hey. This, this is the answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> so and I remember this boy, he called, he was like, I saw you. Why were you doing that? <laughs> and I was like, and I felt like nothing was wrong with it. Like I didn't grab her butt. But that's when I started being like, why is he questioning uh, a feeling mm -hmm. that didn't feel wrong, that felt it. natural. So 
you know, then being like attracted to other girls and guys, like being confused between if I like the Latin more or Jasmine more, I just started asking myself these questions. Yeah. Then it led into being a, a major personal development junkie, um, which was throughout college and discovering Tony Robbins and Gabrielle Bernstein. Um, and then now speeding all the way up to get um, to the right now with She's Beauty and the Beast. Um, I was listening to Joel Osteen because mm -hmm. I was at a period in my life where things were very cloudy. I had always heard that I was a free spirit and I embraced that and I saw the positive connotation of it. But then I think I became, I was in back-to-back -back relationships and I was finally single for the first time and I also felt very unwanted because the person that I was with before literally had said he lost his passion for the relationship. Okay. And I wish there was a, a word, the, the female equivalent to emasculation. <laughs> I don't know what that is because to emasculate is to bring someone down to lowest, which is where females reside, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but I was really into my spirituality. I was listening to Joel Osteen um, and he said to write down affirmations that we have to clean up our self-talk. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, this sounds really like mentally productive. Let me do that. So I wrote that down. Um, so like you mentioned before, part of my career foundation is in journalism. So I saw this and I had like kind of separated from writing from uh, a certain point. And I saw this as an opportunity to reunite with writing. So I said, okay, I'm gonna take my affirmations seriously. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna look at this as a way for me to flex my creative muscles, you know? And if I'm gonna talk to myself, like I wanna spit some shit. <laughs> All right. Right. So I did that. And then I started thinking to myself, yo, what about if you added music to this? Because we see how powerful music is. Oh, yeah. If you go to the gym and you have one more crunch to do and you don't want to do it, you can put on the right work record, you can play Ferg, you can play Beyonce, and that will propel you forward and bam, 101 mm -hmm. crunches done. Um, if you want to get in the mood, you're trying to seduce someone, music can create that setting, that scene for you, that ambiance, like everything. But we don't necessarily have a stockpile of music that is supposed to strengthen your core, mm. your spirit, that's supposed to be a companion with you on a journey. Like, yeah, some people have like maybe one or two songs, and then you have an entire genre of gospel, but some people don't necessarily want gospel. Exactly. You yeah. know? So mm -hmm. I was like, let me put the music and also on a subconscious level of the affirmations. Um, and you heard this because you were at the listening last yes, night. Yes, I was. <laughs> and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, uh, thank you. Thoroughly. I was really happy to have you there. Um, but yeah, but also subconsciously, the music is moving and it's a reminder that you have to have the affirmations like right there in your belt, in your pocket, and you have to take them with you. Mm. They can't just be chilling in your room because that's not how serendipity works. That's not how opportunities work. You know, it doesn't just knock on your door like that. Um, so yeah, so I was like, you know what? I think I might be onto something because it felt so right. It was working for me. Yeah. Like, because at the time, my spirit was a little cloudy. And so I was like, okay, let me do this. And I would listen to that. Um, and it would just take away the clouds and bring down a clear day. And I, I feel like I would have been selfish to keep it to myself. Mm -hmm. And also, 
one time when I was over at Sirius and I was playing in the hallway and I thought I was playing it in my fucking earbuds. But I was actually blasting it through the speakers by accident. Ooh. Not by accident. Right! There are no accidents in God's kingdom. Anyways. um, But I was embarrassed in that moment. And I rarely get embarrassed. Mm. And it was a deeper type of embarrassment. I felt close to shame for some strange reason. Really? Because everyone was looking at me crazy. And I was like, yo, I look like a seven today. That's nothing for y'all to be looking at me crazy. Like, (laughs) maybe I'm really a three today? (laughs) And then somebody goes to me, "Uh, Tracy, did you mean to have this, like, soundtrack (laughs) in the hallways, my dear? And I was like, no. Because it was so, like, close to my heart and very specific. So then the other thing, too, was, all right, how do you combat the strange? by normalizing it, right? And I said, I'm going to share this, I'm going to own this, and therefore, if people are partaking, it's not just a solo effort anymore where people can just pick away at it. Yeah. It becomes something bigger. Um, and, and I didn't know what the hell I was gonna call it. Yeah, so the term audio vision board came. I love vision boards, I've always done vision boards. Um, I'm a very visual person, as are human beings in general. And I thought of audio vision board because I'm literally saying things that we want to become um, outside of a material level or professional level, necessarily. Mm -hmm. That's like a lot of people's vision boards. But you can bring it with you, you know? Okay. You can't necessarily bring your, you know, big ass 20 by whatever poster board Mm -hmm. with you in your pocketbook. Um, And also when it comes to multitasking, the best thing that we know in this um, modern day era to do at the same time is listen to something. Absolutely. We walk and talk, we drive and listen to something. Because even if you have like the vision board app, you still have to stop what you're doing to look and make that decision. But when you're listening to music or anything, right? And I said, you know what? The right people already know what a vision board is, Mm -hmm. they're going to be intrigued by audio vision board. I don't even have to explain so much because they already know vision board. As soon as I saw audio vision board, I instantly understood. And that's what it's almost like speaking in code to my tribe, Mm -hmm. you know, and not really overselling, but knowing the right people already understand the language of it, you know, and and honestly, like with the mission of it, because as we get older and when you were younger, it used to have like your go-to best friend that would just like, you know, swiffer up whatever dark places were in your mind and just get you back at equilibrium. Yeah. And they were always there. You can call, you know, you'd have like five hour conversations with your girl mm-hmm. about the bullshit of the day. But you get older, your girl is maybe in a meeting. You know, your mm-hmm. girl is maybe receiving cunnilingus. <laughs> your girl is taking a bubble bath and having her own time. People are really just, in the center of their lives and yeah. can't be like on, you know, waiting for your call and there every time. So I was like, okay, what is that voice that can be there on a consistent level when your own voice is just not spitting the right game? Mm-hmm. What's another voice? My question with the affirmations, because mm-hmm. um, I know that it's very important to your subconscious, right. especially even if you haven't consciously fully understood, um, it's still feeding you. Right. Uh, when you created these affirmations, did you believe every single one of them? Yeah. You did. So when you created it, you were automatically in that space of 
taking it in. That's why it took me a while. So like, you didn't fake it till you made it in your affirmations. Oh, you're talking about like, was that, okay, like for instance, with um, the joint with Rob Hill Sr., like the lovers, I don't have a boyfriend, but I'm speaking things into existence. Got it. Mm -hmm. But what I want are things I believe I can achieve. Exactly. Absolutely. Your believability believe. level has to be up. Yes, yes. And you don't have to be like, there isn't a prerequisite to pressing play to these affirmations. If you're at zero, you can press play and baby steps still count. They always will count. Yeah. And sometimes you just, unlearning is a process. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like to say remembering. Mm. remembering who we are mm -hmm. and why we're here. Yeah, just yeah. reintroducing ourselves to ourselves. And that entire journey can be very heavy. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to share the lesson, share my own dreams, you know, share my own journey, but do it in a way that's also fun. It's funny that you brought up uh, the, the affirmation or that track that you did with Rob. Yeah. Shout out to Rob Hill. Yes, yes. Good amazing, man. amazing. Um, celibacy. Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of there was a some talk about right. flesh versus spirit when it comes to just sex in general. Right. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. Celibacy. Yeah. How do you feel about that? My celibacy squad is strong, <laughs> yo. Well, okay, so we can look at it from a social lens, and then I'll be very um uh, candid when it comes to my own personal yeah yeah but it's I been a very it's it's been a yeah, trending topic good, right Demon franklin sierra russell um and i love that being introduced to the conversation of sex because it's crazy how we can have people we can have very very hypersexual conversations hypersexual images that are just like littered all down and up our timelines yeah and that's cool to the point of desensitization. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Where now we're uncomfortable. It's strange. It's questionable when we have a conversation about muting hmm. that. That's so interesting to me. And more importantly, I love that we're seeing options. Yeah. I'm not someone that's like, yo, if you ain't fucking with celibacy, how funny is that? If you ain't fucking with celibacy. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's not like, you know, I'm a part of this like celibacy network marketing type of joint. And I'm like, yo, come join. You need to sign up now <laughs> or we are not being friends. Yeah. It's not that. But I think people need to understand the options they have as far mm -hmm. as lifestyles go, you know? And also just here, wow, I didn't realize that the way I was acting with this man doesn't have to happen. You know what I right. mean? So if you're enjoying sex, like it's not like every single woman has a hoe phase or every single woman um, has had a session, a sex session where they ended it feeling empty. It doesn't mm -hmm. happen to everyone. Right. So if you are, if you're cool with what's going down in your bed, yo, more power to you. Come to me and tell me the stories, girl. <laughs> but if something's not really feeling right. Address it. And you don't really know how to vocalize it. Or you don't realize you have placed yourself into a cycle that you can't get out of. Yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, 
okay, or maybe you're not thinking at all, which is a part of it too. But really at the end of it, if you were to be diagnosed, it's like you're a slave to male validation. Mm. And for myself with celibacy, um, it came from the last person I had sex with was a good guy, good guy. So yeah. here's the thing, when you're younger, we, for the most part, in my opinion, tend to categorize people under like a Disney reference, meaning you either see villains or heroes. When you're younger, that's what you look at it. There's good people and there's bad people. You get older, you realize that life is way more nuanced. Mm -hmm. Way more gray areas. Right. And there's fuckboys who, yeah. who, who have good days. Mm -hmm. And there's good guys. And you're like, whoa, I didn't see your horns there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was really caught off guard by a good guy. And I realized I was having sex only because he was a good guy. But that wasn't enough to justify it. And it's so funny because I've, I've been there as yeah. well. And you feel guilty because you start to question yourself first. Mm. When it's a good guy, you're like... Okay, what's wrong with me? Do I have, like, is, is there this cycle of me wanting the bad guy? Mm -hmm. Why can't I love this good guy the way that I'm supposed to? Because right. he's a good guy. Right. Um, so I, did you go through that, like, questioning yourself first before oh you knew gosh. that it just wasn't working? And I think that has everything to do with us being maternal as yeah. women. We can handle so much because we literally birthed all of these men. So we just have... It's that constant nourishment. Someone's down. Okay, how can I fix something? How can I make this comfortable? What's yeah. a different element that we can throw into this? You know what I Especially mean? Especially when you've gone through, I don't know, self-sabotage periods mm -hmm. where you've always chosen the wrong guy. Right. So again, it's like, I've got what I, here's what I asked for and I don't want it. What's wrong with me? So here's the thing with self, because part of our femininity is being desirable. Yeah. And we, when you're born, not when you're born, excuse me, when you are just, you know, a little pebble mm -hmm. in your mom's stomach, the doctor says you're pregnant. The doctor does not know what your gender is yet. Mm -hmm. That's later. Which means that you are something before your gender, before your sex, and as a spirit. And with celibacy, it taught me, yo, Get out of the sexual objectification. I don't want to see myself in a desirable way for a man because I'm limiting myself. Mm. Get to know yourself before even your freaking sex comes into play. Basically, get to know the big blob of spirit that you are. Yes! <laughs> the formless <laughs> being that you are. Yes! Absolutely, dude. Danielle Fast, all right, so I really just wanted to strengthen my discipline. I'd always heard how you do one thing is how you do everything. Um, Ooh, wait, say that again. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Say that one more time. How you do one thing is how you do everything. That is, uh, that is very profound, actually. For real. All right, I feel like that, <laughs> I want to give that credit to, um, I think Brian Tracy. He's like a major motivational speaker. Mm. I feel like that probably comes from him. Um, Anyway, so, and I'm also a little bit of a sadist, so anything that feels like a challenge and there's a blessing on the other side of it, I'm like, you know what? Let's see if I can get to my blessing, right? Yeah, this pot yeah. of gold out here. So, in addition to giving up meat, giving up chicken, I guess it wasn't, a, whatever, poultry, meat, bread, 
um, sugar outside of like natural fruit resources, yeah. no alcohol, blah, blah. I felt a voice that said, hey girl, why don't you keep your hands to yourself, but not in the way that you think. <laughs> I was like, damn, no, this can't be you. Because I got baptized, dang, I think this is two years ago. Yeah, I got baptized. And it's when you get baptized, it's like you're saying aloud that you understand the voice mm. of God and that you will listen when you hear the voice. Right. You know what that voice sounds like. So there was a voice that told you to keep your to hands cool to out. yourself, a.k.a. do not masturbate but there during was, this cleanse. But there was also a voice some years back that said, Hey, I got something for you. I'm going to teach you how to masturbate. I swear masturbation came from God. I cannot. Because I have been trying to masturbate my entire damn life forever and ever and ever. I thought it would be the greatest thing. I just wanted to be a woman. All of that. Spit is your best friend. That's what. But anyway. So. <laughs> anyway. Sweaty. When I, when I was single for like the first time in my life. And I was like, mm. you know what? Let me try this masturbation thing again. And I finally Got it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? This was God giving me something because I'm probably going to be single for a while. <laughs> I mean, and, and sexuality is a part of your spirituality. Yes, absolutely. I don't All care what that. religion, it does not matter. Sexuality is a part of your being mm -hmm. and you have to give it credit mm -hmm. somehow. Yeah. There has to be a transformation or an outlet for yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So yeah. I was so excited when I experienced my first self orgasm self-made orgasm yeah. and I was like okay this means I'm gonna be single for a hot minute okay and at least you got that message for you but yeah to me I feel like anything everything in excess means you might walk into a problem got it it might become a crutch it might become a habit that you gotta kick you know what I mean and I was making solo dates for months. <laughs> But I do feel like a lot when we talk about celibacy, um, especially now that it's a trending topic mm -hmm. on social media, right? <laughs> um, you get that question, that burning question, am I able to masturbate? Right. So, yeah, where do you, why did you stop masturbating for this particular I stopped cycle? masturbating because I realized I have a little bit of an addictive, all right, let me not claim it, but... Many times we have addictive patterns in our life. Yeah. And you're supposed to pull the addiction from the root, not replace it with something else. So you'll see some people who are addicted to cigarettes, but then all of a sudden they'll become like a carb freak and they just find something else, you know what I mean? Instead of just working on the discipline portion. So when I stopped, I guess, with my back-to-back -back relationships and we kind of was just on a chill mode for men. You loved your chill mode. Yeah. <laughs> a little too much. Dude, I had a date every night and it was the same person, AKA me. There we go. <laughs> and it was too much. Yeah. And what I love about the fast that I'm doing now is it teaches you to lean on God first. Ooh. Lean on God So first. there's no transformation from one being food to masturbation, from masturbation to cigarettes to cigarettes to something else. It's full on cutting off everything yes. and leaning on God. So I'm literally looking at it as a diet for my spirit. So mm. when you go on a diet for yourself, say if you're very overweight, and it's very strict in the beginning, because we gotta get the weight off yeah. as soon as possible. And then we can reintroduce things. That's how I'm looking at it as. Because I even feel the urges now because I'm like very, very sensitive to a lot. Um, because I've taken out a lot in my just daily living and made some adjustments. Yeah. So I'll feel, if I'm stressed, 
I'm like, where's the chocolate? And mm. then I hear that more Ooh. now, and I'm like, whoa, bitch, chill. Like, what you need chocolate for? You just had your lunch 20 minutes ago. Yeah. You know you're not hungry. You know what I mean? Or if I feel stressed too, I'm like, oh, I just want to come. <laughs> right? But now, because I have this prayer portion and because I'm not doing this for aesthetic purposes, even though that is a benefit. Or you're not doing it. it for a relationship. Yes. Yeah. You're... I'm doing it to strengthen my bond with God. Because mm -hmm. that is the one being, the one source that is always going to be with me to the point of traveling to the afterlife. There yeah. is no death do us part when it's with God. And so taking it out, I say, you know what? I don't have to masturbate. Why don't I call on God? You know what I mean? I don't have to go crazy at Magnolia Bakery. Yeah. Call up God. So when you call up God mm -hmm. in those moments, what happens? I'm always reminded of my strength. So one mm. of the first things that I'll do, um, not necessarily, and sometimes like calling on God isn't necessarily having like a one-on-one -on -one conversation because mm -hmm. there's so many different faces and avenues and mediums that you can get to know God. So sometimes it will just be like me venting and just yeah. speaking. And I guess in one way you could look at it as, well, you just were able to divulge and get it out of your system, mm -hmm. so to say. But I feel like, I put it in a space where it's going to be recycled properly. Yeah. You know, I didn't just throw it out there. It's not like you clean your room, you think you clean your room, just throw it in the closet. You know what I mean? Like I did it the right way. Yeah. And sometimes I'll listen to a sermon. Or like I have a friend of mine, Siobhan, she's the one who put me onto Danielle Fast, and you call your support system. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But there's so many different ways to do it. If you want to go to church, you can do that as well. Yeah. But I know who to reach because I want to constantly look at it as a bigger picture because once you start tripping on your battles thinking they're war that's the war it's not you said something yesterday at the at the at your listening and you said um, you know imagine if you all if you got that promise from God and said listen I'm gonna give you this in 10 years right however you got to get through this three right with tears and kicking and screaming you would agree to the deal because you already know what the outcome is. And mm -hmm. you compare that to adversities in your life. Absolutely. I have to. Yeah. Or else my sanity is going to leak from my ears. <laughs> so you never see your adversity as permanent or as it not being a light at the end of the tunnel because of that philosophy. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, like, I'm really, like doing circles in my mental museum to make sure that I'm authentically answering this. Yeah. Okay, there was one, there was one time. There was one time. Skirt! <laughs> there was one time. Um, well, I, I always looked at things as just chapters. I always like just turn, like I got into a lot of fights when I was younger. I remember being like at recess and sitting by myself and being like, I can't wait till I'm an adult. I can't wait till I'm an adult. This is not gonna matter. Like literally saying a thousand times to myself, Elementary school is not going to matter. Mm. It's not going to matter. Yeah. And then it didn't matter, you know? And then now I'm here um, <laughs> asking to be young again. <laughs> Wishing I could go back in time. Anyways, but when I was with my ex-girlfriend, and at that time we were in an abusive relationship, and I remember be I was so far from removed from who I thought I was, yeah. who I wanted to be, who I was before I was, you know, just... Every single chapter of my identity was in question. Yeah. And so I felt very trapped. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, 
this is how it's going to end for me. This wow. is Wow. Like, so you saw it as the end yes, of the I was, road. Yeah, I was. That was scary. Yeah, it was scary. And then, uh, how the hell did I get out of that? Well, I had an epiphany that often come. Thank God. I was, um, I was here in New York City. I was at um, the Astor Place stop on the 6th train. And we had just gotten into some wild, tempestuous argument. I don't remember what the hell it was about, but I was completely drained. Yeah. And I got out the train, and I just sat like a bum on the side and was just crying. And was just like, yo, what's going on? Like, no one would expect this from me. What? Like, what are you doing, bitch? <laughs> Sometimes that's how you gotta no. question yourself. Yeah. And I needed to feel a pain bigger than the one I was currently feeling. And so I said, it's time for a tattoo. Oh. Because <laughs> I didn't want to go a route of cutting myself because there isn't a positive end to that. I yeah. didn't want a scar. You know, I wanted art. And the words carpe diem mm -hmm. came to mind seize the day and it reminded me that I actually am holding the pen to the story of this entire day you know what I mean yeah so even if it starts off you know how some people it can be like fucking nine o'clock in the morning and they've already said yo I'm having a bad day mm -hmm. it's like it's nine o'clock in the morning Wait, where's your pen where's yeah. your pen Why where's your pencil as a matter of fact because you can erase that shit yeah like <laughs> and rewrite why are we deciding that the story has already been written when it's right. only 9 o'clock in the morning? Based on how you feel in this moment, when and there's many moments ahead of you. And that's when things clicked. And I got that tattoo, and I wish I could say immediately that we broke up. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that, but I started building my strength. Yeah. So for some people, when you are that weak and you've been pushed to the absolute limit, and it's like, you know, Jay-Z has this line, um, when my back's against the wall and where I react, you know? But then there's some people that are just so fractured and you have to take the time to rebuild yourself back up. Yeah. But it was from that day that I got this. It and changed. Like, Everything yes. changed. Yes. And I started saying, what? No. This is not how it ends. Yeah. At all. Like, not in the slightest, girl. There's a lot that you need to be doing. There's a lot that you need to be enjoying. Mm -hmm. There's more people out this bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then that just like set me on a different course. Isn't that a beautiful thing though? Yeah. Sometimes I say that I suffer from bigger picture thinking. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Uh, what do you mean by that? Suffer? Like you think too much about bigger picture? You think that's The way thing? that I see bigger picture is it's a feeling. Mm -hmm. um, it's like a, it's like my intuition or it's so telepathic that I understand instantly what that picture looks like. Mm -hmm. And it's so clear that it's hard to get back into the details of my life mm. knowing the bigger picture. The bigger picture. Um, <laughs> so it's a blessing and it's a curse sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, that's my take on bigger picture, but I know that you have... A different you know spin I like that because you have to be careful because sometimes that can lead you to morphing into Kanye <laughs> wait and what does that mean meaning that you'll be like yo you don't matter you're an ant yes. in this entire picture and you don't get it 
But you I can't, don't want to do that. I don't want to. <laughs> I know. Listen. But you have to be so careful. <laughs> like, what, what did you say about Beyonce? I don't care. Right. Because there's a bigger picture. <laughs> right. Right. So it can be very tempting to just look at people and see <laughs> and talk to them as if you already see their expiration date. <laughs> And that's not too nice. <laughs> when you're that plugged into your bigger picture. Yes. So I say sometimes I feel like that red <laughs> balloon with no string in the sky. And somebody needs to pull me down every yeah. now and then. Yeah. Um, it's weird, but I know that I am definitely an old soul as well. So I pick up on, it just instantly comes together. Yeah. Um, like what's happening in the world today, it's mm -hmm. like I understand what's going on. Right. Like I can come up with my own spiritual conspiracy theory mm -hmm. without watching a YouTube video. <laughs> uh -huh. And then all of a sudden, all of, these, all of these other theories match exactly what oh, wow. I was Already into. Out, yeah. yeah, it's so weird. That's super dope. Interesting. I want to freaking interview you about your spiritual <laughs> conspiracy theories. That's going to be like an addendum to this. Yeah. Anyway. But so bigger, bigger picture. picture. Yeah. Um, for myself, I really look at it as like a puzzle. And you know, when you're an adult, you don't go after like the basic like 12 piece puzzle. You want the big kabang, mm -hmm. right? And we already see the reason we buy that puzzle anyway is because of the picture on the box. So the picture on the box is the vision you want from your life or you feel like you've received whatever. Guess what? It's all scrambled and you mm -hmm. gotta put it together. And it's crazy because we get the most upset when we can't figure out the pieces for the parts don't even matter. So let's just say this is, I don't know, a, a, a big house, a big red house that's on a prairie. There's mad grass and there's mad pieces for the grass and there's mad pieces for the sky. You got the house down, which is the most important part. And you're like, God damn, I don't want to take time to do the sky. Why is the grass pissing me off? Mm. But you know that it makes sense because if you put together that entire puzzle and one piece, one itty bitty piece of the sky was missing, it would be fucking incomplete. So that's why I try to train myself to respect the pieces that matter the most, that are the meat of the image, but also the smaller pieces. Because oh, if the wow, smaller pieces were not, were not there, if they were absent, it would look crazy. What's a smaller piece? A smaller in piece. In your life, if, if you have an example. Um, okay, like say if you have a coworker who's just always withdrawing from your spirit. And say you already know that you're not going to be at this job for long. Whether mm -hmm. you're in the job because you just need financial stability or you're in the job because you just you need um, this as your first foot in the door for whatever medium of work that you're doing. Yeah. But you know that this is a stop. Right? Mm -hmm. You know you don't want your boss's job, which is really the confirmation that you are meant to go at a certain point. Right. So something as small as that, I think. And I think a lot of people you're seeing, I just saw, um, I read something in Forbes that said how um, women are more likely to quit their jobs than men for a number of reasons, um, one of them being we have more of an emotional attachment to our job, which someone can absolutely make a negative spin towards and be like, you know, there should be separation mm -hmm. of whatever, personal, professional, but it's like, no, you spend the majority of your time somewhere, <laughs> I'm forming an attachment, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if I'm not being, if it's not a reciprocal relationship, I gotta go. And so it's great just seeing women claim their worth but 
before you can take that massive step, whichever direction that you go, yeah. you need to be able to um, take inventory of the pieces and then call them by name, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to think now, let's see another like smaller, they're really people. Ooh. They're honestly, when I think about Ooh. it, they really are people. Like um, Heather B, she mentioned something to me. Let me see if I can get it right because it was so great. And she said, God anoints people, the devil assigns people. Wow. Big up to Heather B. <laughs> That's amazing because we don't, yeah. So some people are on assignments just to ruffle it up a little bit, you know what I mean? Just yeah. see what you're about to test you in some ways and to build your muscle. So that brings me into a very interesting conversation that um, that I have with myself from time to time because sometimes I don't want to believe it. Yeah. Do you feel like there are a certain set of people that are more, uh, I wouldn't say special, but more enlightened and more or who are anointed mm -hmm. or touched or covered. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other set. Like, what about the other set? Who are they? Here's the thing. When you've been in darkness for so long, you've been comfortable there, mm -hmm. once light hits you, it's blinding. You're not used to it. Like a vampire, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just if you've been in a dark space for whatever, it's just, it's not welcoming or comforting. But the more that you get used to anything, whichever side that you choose, the more you're like, oh shoot, I love it here. I okay, so you're this. saying it depends on where you're more comfortable at. Yeah, I feel like everyone now, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe we're not all gonna get like reach nirvana, mm -hmm. of course. Um, we all have different mental capacities and we're all meant to be different teachers for people at different levels. Mm -hmm. um, so are you saying that you can be the assigned person for some people and you can be the anointed oh yeah. person for yourself? I think so. Okay. Because it comes hmm. with the flaws of a human being. Right. You're right. not even going to realize So you you're can doing be it. that person who broke somebody's heart. You were assigned to do that for their growth. Oh, However, yeah. you didn't mean to, you know, be the, that assigned person, but you just were for that person. But for you, you have your assigned people for you for your growth. So it's like a Yes. A web of... I feel like everyone has a set of horns and a halo. And there's a story behind them both. I love it. Yeah. I love um, it. But it just goes down to intention. Re I'm so big on intention. And mm -hmm. then if I know that your intentions were miles away from maliciousness, I'm going to respect that. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to keep you in my life because your self-awareness isn't there yet. I get a lot of messages from a lot of women mm -hmm. um, asking how they can boost their self-confidence. Right. Um, almost like a how-to on how to not give a fuck. Mm, a tutorial. <laughs> now that's a bit hard to give a how-to. Right. But how do you? Where do you stand in that area? Huh. How do you not give a fuck? Well, you know, I'm gonna make it as practical as possible because. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is like me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to give a really kind of basic anyone could do. And I would say the first thing is you need to be very aware of your wins. You need to take inventory of your wins. Okay. You need to sit down and from whatever age you wanna start with, start writing out everything that went dope in your life that you had a full hand in. Cause then you're gonna really be like, oh shit, 
I'm better than I thought. I didn't realize that all of this happened and it wasn't due to luck. <laughs> right. And it wasn't due to serendipity. Mm -hmm. It was due to me making a conscious decision. Because mm -hmm. you need to start, okay, when you fall in love, right, there are things that happen before. We're always hearing about self-love, but it's like, God damn. It's like you go on a date and you're like, all right, you want to get married? Mm -hmm. Do you think you love me after half an hour? So we don't do that with other people, but then we automatically, we talk about self-love as if it's, you should just have it. Mm -hmm. But you need to date yourself. Mm. You need to date yourself. And that's why I say do all your wins. Let's just say, I guess you're like kind of online dating yourself. <laughs> so this is the resume. Yeah. Ooh, okay, things is looking good. Things is looking good. Then you put yourself, you give yourself beautiful experiences mm -hmm. where you get to see yourself flourish. Nice. Go and have dinner by yourself. Watch a movie. Have a conversation like, wow, this was beautiful. What I gained from this. I can't wait to share it with this person, mm -hmm. you know. Take a gratitude shower, which is, for anyone who doesn't know, you get into the shower, starting with your pinky toe, you are thankful for everything. You don't realize that if your pinky toe was gone, we don't pay attention to this little bad boy. If that bitch pieced out on you, you walking crooked for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you just go, you take the time, and you're like, wow, this is beautiful, what I'm made up of. Okay. And then what happens? You date yourself, you build trust, you start like the seduction because it's like, oh my gosh, this was really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to doing this by myself again. I'm looking forward to learning more about this Without person. that outside validation, because I think giving a fuck is mm -hmm. about what other people think mm -hmm. of you. Yes, so you spend time with yourself, and then eventually love arrives. We know how to do it, we do it with other people. Yeah. I just think we need to place ourselves into the, um, the, the seat of courtship mm -hmm. and the seat of being courted. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And let's just end this with your oh, let's just end this with your three favorite affirmations. Okay, let me see, let me yes. see, let me see. All right, so this yeah, I think this is a good one. Okay. This is the lead to um, the becoming, which is the first audio vision board on my EP. Mm -hmm. And it is I am a multi-dimensional being with a bang instead of brows who cannot be limited. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, let me see another one. Um, another one is, um, I know the difference between flowers and weeds are the seeds that I'm planting. Mm. And then another one that's super simple, but it always just like, it's really, this one um, came from a place of anyone who feels allergic to the gym at times and just yeah. does not want to go work out, but... Huh. I'm moving more and bitching less. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and that could also be like if you're stressed, because if you stay in one position, it's just like you're this one fucking like can that's been shaken and like can't go anywhere. So sometimes when you're stressed, all you need to do is go for a walk. You don't realize what our natural resources of right. fresh air and mm -hmm. sunlight can do for you, you yeah. know? Sometimes it's not as deep as listening to something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just go outside. Amazing. And where can they find this album? Oh, yay. Well, you can find it on iTunes. Mm -hmm. um, I think, well, by the time this comes out, it'll, it'll be, be out already. Okay, so 
iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Um, you can also stream it on my SoundCloud. And that's where you can listen to everything, like the genesis of this. Um, SoundCloud.com slash She's Beauty and the Beast. You can go to She's Beauty and the Beast.com. Yeah, and I think that wraps up everything. Awesome. And you guys hey. will love it. I promise. I promise. Oh my God, you have to go get it. It is amazing. I've never heard anything like that. Thank you. I'm so serious, and I'm such a self dev junkie. <laughs> I've yeah. never heard anything like that. You're on to something. That. You're definitely a pioneer in your space, um, in our space. Mm -hmm. Like you are doing it. And um, I, I can't wait to see what else is in store for you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Awesome. Come on. High five. Check out a snippet of one of the tracks from Love, Light, and That Good Shit. This one is titled Green Juice. I am already a woman of spiritual wealth and am now ensuring that my life is golden on both the inside and out. I have swept out debt from every forgotten and glaring corner of my life and am now chilling, free of worry and full of wisdom. I am proving to the universe in action and gratitude that I am ready to handle more. I am in a constant flow of giving and receiving. I am doing now what my savings account will be hella happy with later. I step boldly into the process of undoing because I know the lessons will sink in that much deeper. I am expecting the blessing of money and I am respecting the blessing of money. Everything I build stands tall on the legs of appreciation. I am on the green brick road to financial abundance and am bringing all... Thank you for tuning in. Follow Lucid Living on Facebook and Instagram at Lucid Living TV for updated posts as well as the YouTube channel for exclusive video content. Remember, living is dreaming and dreaming is living. It is all the same. I am Taryn Guy, and tune in to our next episode, and see you later. Everything that I wanna be starts with me. It's up to me.